It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. We're back. Welcome to Playground Rules with Herb and Arik. Um, this is, I guess, our first episode. We recorded a uh, episode zero, but we had some technical issues. Yeah, we're back from nowhere. You will never hear where we're back from. Yep, it was a great episode. <laughs> um, but it's probably best that we're not releasing it because I don't think that we could ever match the quality of that first episode. <laughs> the greatest episode of all time of this show you'll never hear. So much insight and hard hitting analysis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. takes but, that I've never seen before anywhere. Yeah, hot. <laughs> Seeming hot takes. Um, but yeah, my name is Herb, and I'm here with my great pal, Arik. Hey, Herb. How you doing? Good, man. I don't know why I said that derisively. You are, you're genuinely a good friend. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of your way. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just want to talk uh, to you folks a little bit about basketball from a, a what we hope is a slightly different perspective. None of this uh, uh, over-reliance on analytics or uh, these, uh, you know, we don't want to be like these armchair pundits that pretend like they know everything about basketball because we don't. No, we're, we're just, just we're just fans. We're fans. Just two so. regular dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love basketball, and uh, we we want to talk about it. Honestly, it's mostly so we talk about basketball together, right? It's like, yeah, it's very convenient. It's basically, I think, like a lot of people, when they have a conversation, they say, you know, we should turn this into a podcast. That's basically what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. And it's probably going to be really bad. <laughs> probably. Well, whatever. Uh, we're going to like it. That's all that matters. Yeah. We, uh, our first episode was mostly just kind of a getting to know you session where we talked about uh, our, our complicated feelings on the Warriors. And, and I think we'll be able to cover some of that ground again. But um, I think the first thing we need to talk about today is uh, uh, Gordon Hayward who suffered a, a really gruesome injury uh, five minutes and 11 seconds into his first game. Uh, did, did you see that, Art? No. I I saw the game. I, I was actually uh, in a bar that was showing the game, and, and I missed that part. I saw the aftermath, but the, somehow I missed the probably 90 million replays of the actual thing, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I am not – some people really like watching the uh, the, like – moment of injury and, and I, I know what happened I, yeah I, that I sort of sports rubbernecking yeah I don't need to see yeah. it uh, should we mention by the way so one of the things we did on our fake first episode is to like you said to say kind of who we are and where we're coming from one of the things we did was mention that you are a massive Celtics fan which I think is relevant to this conversation yeah I'm, I'm a huge Celtics fan and, and as, a, as a Celtics fan it's obviously extremely disappointing um, but I think uh, an injury like this is just really kind of like a shame for the league. Yeah. Um, you know, in all likelihood, even with Gordon Hayward, uh, the Celtics were going to be uh, in a long line of teams who, during the regular season, seemed like they were poised to take down LeBron um, and then would go on to lose to him, like your Pacers, your Hawks. Uh, those are the two big ones that come to mind. But there have been a number of teams, even the Celtics, uh you know, almost 10 years ago when the first Heat first got together. It looked like they had a couple of opportunities to take them down. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, uh, we're not... It's not going to be the Celtics this year with uh, Kyrie, Gordon, and Al Horford. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen. It's very early in the season. Uh, but the uh, the kind of excite, 
exciting top of the East showdown that we had to look forward to over the course of the season has uh, uh, been, um, you know, really seriously altered by this injury. And I, I don't think you have to be a Celtics fan to be bummed by that, you know? No, not at all. And also, of course, you know, number one, we, we it, this sucks for Gordon Hayward, who seems like a, he's a very likable, you know, guy. And, and yeah. it was exciting that he was going to be on this team. I mean, for us as basketball fans, it sucks, but obviously it sucks more for... Yeah, thank you for saying that. Obviously, first and foremost, uh, you know, he seems like a really uh, high caliber human being, good father to his kids, good uh, husband to his wife, uh, nerdy dude that loves video games, just a <laughs> really uh, easy, easy guy to root for, um, who also is an excellent basketball player, but uh, it's it's really uh, sad for him, and I, I can't imagine what he must be going through, you know, he seemed really, really excited to start the next chapter of his career. And uh, that's obviously been uh, um, delayed. Delayed, yeah. We don't know for how long, right? Like, we don't know that he's I mean, probably out for the season, but we don't actually know. You know, it, obviously everybody's different. Everybody is different. Um, but uh, it's not looking like, I mean, even if he comes back, it would be late, right? It's hard to imagine. For me, it's hard to imagine the Celtics bringing him back this year unless, unless there was a... a a realistic, clear path to the finals. Um, you know, if there was if the Cavs, the Cavs really kind of started to melt down, uh, if something happened with the Warriors, which is very unlikely, uh, I think maybe then they would entertain, you know, if they thought they had a chance. But I, I think in all likelihood, they're going to play it safe. They've got this guy under contract for three more seasons after this year for a lot of money, and uh, they really expect him to be one of their, uh, you know, premier players, you know. They expect him to contribute a lot and, and kind of lead the team. Um, so I don't think uh, Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens are really going to be willing to take any uh, big chances with uh, Gordon this year unless he has a clean bill of health and it looks like there's a, a real path to uh, uh, getting somewhere. I mean, it's a big change for the better, I think, in basketball over the last 30 years or something. Like, I mean, you know, we hear the stories of – Kevin McHale playing on a broken foot, which is still bothering him, you know, to this day. And we kind of idolize that. Now, it's a little different. It was in the finals. But I I actually think it's a good thing that we don't – that we're kind of getting – as fans, uh, we kind of are getting used to the idea that the teams should be as cautious as possible with these guys. Not just because they're assets, but because they're people. (laughs) And Yeah. yeah. It's just like like you said, this season it it lines up nicely. I mean, I think it's harder when there are – the bigger the stakes are, it's harder to justify that. And the players themselves, of course, you know, Isaiah Thomas last year, they want to play on even if they're uh, clearly injured. Obviously, with something like this or uh, Sean Livingston many years ago or Paul George, I mean, you're not going to let them keep playing for obvious reasons. But um, I think it's a good thing that we are just understanding that this is a game. It's a really fun, awesome game, but it's a game. And, you know, people's help definitely needs to come first. But I think... as a fan, you you want to see. We we understand now that like uh, uh, you know, I think any Celtics fan, if they were to kind of really think about it, you would have rather Kevin McHale had just kind of taken that time off and come back and still been Kevin McHale, which he never really was again for the rest of his career. He was still a very good player because he's Kevin McHale. You know, he's one of the greatest uh, power forwards of all time. But uh, you know, it was never quite the same. And I think uh, I think you would trade the uh, the length of a season um, over that uh, immediate gratification of, of having them go into battle uh, when they probably shouldn't. Yeah, I completely agree. 
So we've, it sucks for Gordon, but moving beyond sort of just that, and you started to talk about this, for the league, it, it is an absolute blow. I mean, we have many teams to be interested in. There's a lot of new-look teams this year, although I, I think we, we just before the show I, I told you that um, CP3 is also out. So uh, that kind of takes another one of the big three, new big mm-hmm. threes kind mm-hmm. out of out of the mix. You know, this is basketball, right? Injuries happen, but it is really – Unfortunate because the the East was already so minimized. I mean, so many good players had headed to the West this offseason. The East has been bad for a long time, and it's even worse. And now one of – I mean, I think the Celtics will still be – honestly, the Celtics will still be fine because you could stumble into 50-something wins in the East right now. It's not just not that hard. There's so little talent. But I think 50 wins is pretty optimistic at this point. Really? Um, I don't mean mean overreact from the first two games, but I I think – I think there's going to be a really big learning curve for this team. And, um, you know, they won, what, 53 games last year, I think? Um, Yeah. And uh, without Gordon, I I think the talent is there. But um, I just don't think that they're, you know, they're kind of suddenly having to sort of reconceptualize who they are as a team. You know, this team suddenly doesn't have really an identity. They've got a, you know, a transcendent player in Kyrie Irving. They have a, a Al Horford is a, a, you know, just a very, total, very good. Yeah. Very, very good unselfish player. And then they've got a lot of raw young talent. Um, Marcus Morris hasn't played yet. And I think uh, there's going to be a real opportunity for him. I, I think he's a, he's a pretty good guy who I think could go up to another level. And, and, you know, Brad Stevens uh, uh, specialty is bringing that out of guys. So, We'll see. Maybe they start him at small forward. But uh, I don't know. 50 wins, um, to me, I think it's possible. But if I had to take the uh, over-under, I, I, I would probably take the under at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning. I'm looking at the roster now, and they are going to be very Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum uh, heavy. There's going to be a lot of Marcus Morris, as you said. There's, I mean, they, their roster, they've definitely got some young young guys. I mean, Jason Tatum's 19. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think what's that guy? Yabasele. There's Gershon Yabasele. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 the I dancing think... bear. <laughs> is that is that the nickname? Yeah, that's what they call him. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think you're probably right. But the, my point was really not just not about 50 wins. I mean, point well taken. But I think that you know, and they're 0 and 2 right now. But I think that the, making the playoffs and uh, it should be fine. I, I I don't think they're going to stumble to a lottery pick. Although actually, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Uh, that could happen. Although the other team has assets for years, but um, it's it it is just a big blow to the quality of competition, and it, one more very probable likelihood that we'll see uh, LeBron James in the finals for the what is it seventh straight year? I think it's been since the Truman administration that <laughs> LeBron's been going to the finals. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the only other people to do this, if he does it this year, the only other people are from the '50s and '60s Celtics. It's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. You it's know, incredible. Um, yeah, it is incredible. And, and, you know, you could say that there are asterisks with sort of injuries and, and opportunities that have presented themselves over the years. But I don't think that, uh, you know, I mean, that's just a part of basketball. Yeah. And the fact remains that he's he's managed to do it. And we, we shouldn't uh, congratulate him for an accomplishment that he hasn't accomplished yet. But uh, it, it, would be, it would be something else. But at the same time, uh, I'm certainly ready to root for someone else in the finals because <laughs> I can't root for the Warriors because I can't stand them. <laughs> Yeah, Warriors, uh, Warriors, Cavs, three. Though, so we, you know, four. And, right? We're looking at four. Oh, four, so go four. Yeah. Good yeah. lord. Yeah. So, uh, as we mentioned in our unheard first episode, 
we are not Warriors fans. Uh, and yeah, we are not excited about we're not excited about Warriors Cavs four. Yeah, um, you know, we spent probably a solid twenty minutes going into our issues with the Warriors, and uh, there there is another story uh, from this week that I think we're going to talk about a little bit later. So maybe we can delve a little bit deeper um, in a minute. But yeah, suffice to say, uh, <laughs> it's uh, in terms of the end game, it's looking a little bleak right now. But um, as we also covered in our first episode, and I will reiterate. Uh, Basketball, uh, a lot of the fun to be had is just what you kind of see over the course of the regular season, and uh, there's there's still a, a lot of really really um, exciting things going on. And uh, you know, I think in the East there there is an opportunity for for some teams to step up. You know, uh, the the Wizards uh, have been really good for the last few years, and um, there's uh, every reason to believe that they can kind of improve a little bit, and I think they become pretty dangerous. Uh, in that respect, I think they're a really good candidate to be a, a, a number one or number two seed in the East. Um, and I know it's only one game, uh, and I don't want to overreact, but I'll tell you, the, the Bucks looked really, really good. Well, maybe I should say, uh, uh, you know, the Greek freak Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo looked really, really good in his first game. So, I mean, I think that team um, that team might be ready to go up another level, too. Uh, are either of them going to take down the Cavs? Probably not, but... Um, there, there is some room in the East for the handful of teams that have uh, roster talent to kind of step up. And I guess we also have to mention the Raptors, who, uh, who've who been in the mix for, for uh, the last few years um, and have a lot of talent. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, the other big injury from uh, the first week so far is obviously Jeremy Lin, who uh, also... Uh, in his first game, uh, uh, injured himself and will now be out for the rest of the season. And um, where, where do you fall on Jeremy Lin? Would you call yourself a fan? Or... Yes, I would call myself a fan. I I really like uh, Jeremy Lin a lot. I think he's uh, I think he's kind of underrated. You know, after the Lin Sanity thing, um, the expectations were so high, and then he had a lot of injury plagued seasons and, and never kind of was. You know, was never outside of the spotlight enough that he could just kind of uh, uh, play his game and, and be the player that he is. Um, but he's he's really good, and he was great on the Nets last year, and and that was kind of a, a fun storyline going into the season. Is can can the Nets achieve mediocrity um, under the leadership of Jeremy <laughs> Lin this year? You know, um, I was looking forward to that, and uh, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I think the Nets are going to be super, super bad. Um, fortunately for them, there are other teams that are, are really awful that have uh, incentive to be as bad as possible. So maybe just by virtue of that, they you know they'll be uh, they'll get to win. I don't know, twenty five, thirty. No, nah, thirty is ridiculous. Thirty is ridiculous. They, yeah, maybe they win twenty, twenty five games. I don't know. Um, it's a bummer though. You know, we're not even a, a week into the season and. Uh, Already, uh, uh, these guys are just dropping like flies. Like you said earlier, uh, Chris Paul is out for, what, what did you say, four to eight weeks? Two to four. Two to four, yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit less of a, a blow. Oh, for sure, of course. Yeah. Uh, obviously, time-wise, it's, you know, Chris Paul is, is the most talented of those three players, but uh, he's a little bit older, and he's kind of, um, he's... You know, what Houston is doing with Chris Paul is they're giving themselves uh, 
um, a way to have a really, really high-caliber point guard on the court at all times. But, you know, James Harden was really good last year, and he's going to be really good this year, and he'll just start a point guard, I'm assuming, while Chris Paul is gone. And then uh, um, I'm sure... I'm sure the Rockets are going to be fine. Um, or not. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, going back, one thing about Jeremy Lin, I just love the fact that if you look at his like Wikipedia page or whatever, he they say, after failing to receive any athletic scholarship offers, Lin attended Harvard. I know. I like that. <laughs> like the idea of Harvard. Is, yeah, it's like, oh, man, guess I have to go to Harvard. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> do you have his like Wikipedia page open right now? I do. Yeah. How old is he? He's twenty nine. So twenty nine. Uh, so unfortunate. Yeah. I. I um. I feel really. I feel really bad for him. I. I have. I have a lot of love for him. Uh, we both spent part of our childhood. I think he spent his whole childhood, but I spent part of my childhood in Palo Alto, California, and mm-hmm. uh, so we went to some of the same schools and stuff like that. He's obviously quite a bit younger than me, but um, I just I you know I've always been kind of like excited about him and and you know i think he was overrated during linsanity and underrated now and you know he's some the real player somewhere in between but i agree with you i don't think he ever really got the chance to become sort of the best version of himself yeah, uh, to, to go from being completely ignored to all of a sudden uh internationally being, uh, famous i mean just, yeah a basketball savior in new york city and yeah. really living up to it for for a couple months there and i uh as even as a celtics fan i really enjoy that whole insanity thing mm. i thought I thought they had some uh, really uh, uh, fun games and, and, and enjoyed his triumph. But then after that, he could just never really live up to it. And uh, yeah, he seems like a you know he seems like a guy that really loves basketball and, and someone who works really hard. And uh, you know, um, sure it's the Nets, but he had his own team. He had a, a fan base that was really excited to see him play, and that kind of uh, you know. Not unlike uh, us uh, Celtics fans, you know, they're, they're all, I'm sure, extremely disappointed right now. Um, so, yeah, get better soon, guys. Uh, playground rules with Arik and Herb, you know, wish you uh, a fast and full recovery, and we hope that you guys both come back next year uh, ready to go. Yeah, we don't like injuries. No, we don't. No. Even if the circumstances of the injuries are funny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah, probably the most amusing story of the week uh, uh, in Chicago, uh, Chicago, which is probably going to be the worst team in the NBA this year. It's it's hard to imagine uh, that not being the case. I I really don't know who looks worse than Chicago, Um, but they have a. Two uh, power forwards kind of vying for the uh, uh, for a starting position in Bobby Portis and Nikola Miritich. Um, apparently, these guys have never really gotten along. Uh, Portis has been with the team for two years. Miritich has been with the team for three years. And uh, they were scrimmaging and arguing, and apparently it got heated to the point where Bobby Portis punched Nikola Miritich in the face, breaking, uh, I think, his cheekbone and, uh, uh, you know... Putting him out indefin- indefinitely, and then uh, Portis got suspended for eight games. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it looks like Miritich is now four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, these are big guys. Yeah, right? they're both uh, they're both all, almost seven feet tall. Yeah, two hundred and forty ish pounds. Both. I mean, you know, you punch someone in the face and you you connect at that size. That is that is brutal. 
I mean, Bobby Port is punching one of us in the face. Almost we certainly. Kill us. us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe the, the downward angle would help us a little bit. Although, I don't know, that would just be more force, right? Like, he'd be, I mean, maybe his arms might not be long enough to hit our faces from where he's standing. But um, uh, Nikola Miritich is, and I mean, that's a tough dude, right? Like, Miritich is pretty tough as well. I mean, that's crazy. On the same yeah. team. He's, uh, he's Yugoslavian. He's got a big, scraggly beard. He uh, sure does, I wouldn't yeah. mess with him. No. <laughs> doesn't look like a guy you'd want you'd to fight with. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I think as fans, uh, we just sort of assume that the professional athlete life is, is pretty luxurious. You know, these guys are making millions of dollars, and uh, they're playing a game for a living. And you think, wow, this must just be so great. And, and stories like this kind of remind you and, and demonstrate how uh you know what kind of uh how toxic the team environment can be you know it sounds like being on the bulls right now where you have this uh, uh really cheap ownership who just gave away a star player for pennies on the dollar um who have no aspirations to be good this year and, and real no real path to be good this year um suddenly if you're a player on that team you're kind of you're sort of playing to establish yourself, right? You're not really playing. I would imagine if I was uh, uh, Bobby Portis or, or anyone on that team, like I wouldn't be thinking about how can I make the Bulls better. I'd be thinking about how can I make my mark, you know? And, and that must be really, really stressful. I mean, I know uh, we're, this is complete speculation. This isn't based on any uh, uh, rumors or anything like that. But uh, it just seems to me like, man... Being on a team like Chicago is like sort of like what you heard about the Sacramento Kings over the last you know ten years, and just what a toxic, uh, awful environment uh, that is, where everyone's miserable. It seems like that's maybe improving a little bit. And I sure hope that it does. But you know, uh, I can't help but kind of feel bad for these guys a little bit. Well, what's crazy to me? Yes, absolutely. The, the you know, you know, I, I don't feel that bad. They're making millions of dollars playing a game, but. Yeah, I, but I do no. You, your work when your work is toxic and you can't leave, right? You can't quit really. I mean, can't is the wrong word, but there's not a good, good path. I mean, you know, in my job and your job, if we hate it, we can just go get a different job. Yeah, um, they don't really have that opportunity. They're, it's a weird world they live in. What what? So they have to get along. What's crazy to me about it is that the Bulls said they were happy that Bobby Portis was back, and they're hoping they're looking forward to Meritage coming back as well. So and they. They, they're play. I mean, how do you keep these two guys in the same team? How do you squash this beef after yeah. one of them? I mean, this isn't like oh, we you know they don't get along, but they're professional. Well, one of them's very not professional. <laughs> like, he <laughs> well, broke to the be dude's fair, face. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, Nicola was the one who stepped up to Bobby, and Bobby responded by punching him. Well, so, I just said one of them. I didn't say which one. But they, they, oh, okay. they, they are clearly something. A line was crossed. I mean, is that trainer still with the Clippers? The one that, uh, right? He's not, right? The one no, that, I think uh, he got let go, yeah. Yeah, and then he sued. And, like, I, I just don't know how you, I don't know how you move forward in this situation. I will say that, uh, sort of interestingly, comically, perhaps, whatever, in there, with both of them unavailable, the Laurie Markin and the rookie they have played and scored like 17 points, grabbed eight rebounds. So maybe they both punched themselves out of a, out of a job. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like uh, Laurie's the uh, second coming of uh, Kristaps. So, yeah, tough so, luck, guys. Uh, you know, shouldn't have done that. 
(laughs) But it is just like, I cannot, I mean, if someone punched me at my job in the face and broke my face, or if I punched someone in the face, I mean, I I would expect that we would not be there anymore, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't on TV, so this isn't a... 2005 Pacers situation and you know a game the a game suspension was from the team right not from the league I believe that's correct yeah the so Bulls I mean suspended him if you don't do it Probably during a game it, yeah yeah but also I think if you don't do it during a game you know it's it's sort of in-house type stuff but I just can't imagine showing up again and being like all right well we're cool now let's go play basketball like they're out on the court what happens if they're well I guess they don't both play at the same time so that helps but yeah, I really don't know. I mean, it seems to me like there will be a winner and there will be a loser because one of these guys is going to be ahead of one of the other guys in the rotation. Right. You know? This is a depth um, chart issue for sure. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll see. It's certainly something to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, uh, all those Chicago Bulls, man, that seems just like a really uh, pretty crummy uh, uh, situation. Um, and. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really funny. <laughs> I, find this, <laughs> I find the story extremely amusing, but at the same time, it just does it does make you realize that like it's not a it's not all just you know not just one big happy family. Yeah, it's not NBA just cares her being rich. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, we don't have to go on and on about it, but uh, uh, yeah, just keep an eye on that because there's not going to be a whole lot of fun stuff to watch uh, if you're a Chicago fan. But hey, everyone loves beef. Beef and Lori Markinen. Where's the beef? It's in Chicago. <laughs> so topical. That is a topical reference for our fans. <laughs> um, yeah, is there anything else you want to say about the, uh, about the, the, the fight? fight? No, I don't think so. I, I'm glad we don't see more fights. Like, they're really not... Although, I, you know, maybe if there was... Well, I guess in, even in hockey, you're not going to punch your own teammate. That'd be pretty funny. If there was an on-court fight between two people on the same team. But. I, I agree as far as physical fights go, but um, I wish people were a little bit more open about their contempt for each other. Like, it's clear that Russell Westbrook hates Kevin Durant, um, and he won't really talk about it. And I know that's professional, and I know it's the smart, mature thing for him to do, but man, I just wish he would just, like, just own it. Just they, be like, I, I hate that guy. <laughs> they are definitely dribbling, right? I mean, I, I don't mean that in a basketball sense. They're... Things are coming out a little bit more and more, right? There was that crazy Kevin Durant Twitter stuff. Like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> some of this stuff is kind of happening. So I think, and also, you know, sometimes you got to wait a while. Have patience, Herb. Like, well, let's 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 go into Kevin Durant a little bit more. Sure. Because, uh, another pretty funny story uh, to come out this this week is that the Thunder uh, gave Durant's old jersey number. To a rookie, uh, what is it, PJ? To an undrafted rookie. Yeah. <laughs> PJ Dozier. Yeah. Dozier. <laughs> Dozier. Uh, I, yeah, like Rozier. I don't know. Probably Dozier. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? We don't know. Now, uh, it came out, um, the, the Thunder and Dozier uh, defended themselves, uh, pointing out that uh, he is um, uh, related to Reggie Lewis. Who tragically passed away? Uh, oh God, what year was it? Now it was, it was the early ninety something. Yeah, yeah. Reggie Lewis uh, played for the Celtics. Ninety three. Ninety three. Very, uh, very good player. A lot of people thought he was going to uh, uh, kind of carry, uh, uh, receive the torch from Bird and sort of uh, be the the leader of the Celtics for the for the next iteration. Uh, collapsed. 
and pass away, and uh, uh, PJ is related to him, and, and where is the number 35 in his honor? Um, nonetheless, uh, it's it's pretty unprecedented, I think, that uh, a team uh, would immediately give uh, a star's jersey number to uh, a new player uh, so, so soon after their departure. Um, even, you know... I think from the, the Thunder perspective, uh, with Durant leaving to go play for a, a uh, rival, uh, reminds me a little bit of you know Ray Allen leaving the Celtics. Obviously, it's not directly parallel, because Ray Allen, at the time, was probably our fourth best player, um, and you know Durant was clearly uh, uh, one of the two best players. You can, you know, we could argue for hours about who, who you like better, but, uh, you know... He was their best player. <laughs> um, and he left for a hated rival, you know. And then over the summer, uh, this story came out that Kevin Durant had all these fake Twitter and Instagram accounts that he was using to really trash his former team, the coach, the players. So, um, I mean, that's that's – I don't think if the Twitter stuff had happened, I don't think the Thunder do this, but – I mean, he really, really burned that bridge. I think they were already a little bitter in the same way that the Celtics were bitter when Ray Allen left, and other teams have been bitter when they've lost star players who've gone on to greener pastures. But it's part of the sport, and I think even through the bitterness, most teams understand that. And there's a, a, a protocol um, as far as not, you know, not giving away the number, not totally disrespecting a guy who leaves because it sends a bad message to... Uh, free agents it sends a bad message to players that are still kind of around. You know, you don't really do that kind of stuff. But under these circumstances, um, I can kind of see why the Thunder did it, and I think it's pretty hilarious. Uh, especially because it's not uh, a player that will be productive for the team. It's, it's. I think, you know, this guy is going to kind of ride the end of the bench um, and probably not contribute a lot, wearing a. Uh, Wearing number 35. Yeah. So, uh, I'm from Seattle, and I'm a Sonics fan. Uh, yeah. And I hate... So now the, now the Thunder are your team. Uh, no. <laughs> I hate the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I'm inclined to think that everything they do is bad and wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, there are just a lot of funny pieces to this story, and I, I kind of... I like the shade. Um, to start with, there's actually an article, if you search... Kevin Durant, Reggie Lewis. There is a an article from 2016 by Kevin O'Connor in the NBC Sports Boston page about mm-hmm. about how they were uh, going to give up the, they were going to unretire the number for Durant if he had come to the Celtics. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Inez yeah. Rich, the Lewis's mother, uh, said uh, she, she would. Gave her she, she would. And, yes. Yeah. She, yeah. So um, I think that that's kind of amusing on a certain level to start with um just because you 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 know you mentioned the what you mentioned but also um when when Dion waiters was traded to the thunder in 2015 he was not allowed to wear number three because it had been james harden's number i remember yeah yeah that's uh that's something that people have been pointing out yeah so and they said that was a mistake and blah 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 whatever but like so i just find it really 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 funny and i i don't know if they did it intentionally or if they just sort of saw the opportunity and just you know someone with a sense of humor just went with it but i mean i i think it's great i mean the guy left you know what i mean like there's time for making makeups 
when the careers are over, right? Mm-hmm. Ten, ten years after he retires, after the Warriors have undoubtedly retired his number, maybe, I guess we'll see, uh, the Thunder can can retire his number, and hopefully the Sonics will retire his number someday. But um, <laughs> <laughs> for the one glorious well, he rookie didn't, he year... He didn't do a whole lot for the Sonics. No, he didn't, but he played there, and we loved him. Um, yeah. It would be more of a what-could-have-been kind of retirement. But Sure, uh, yeah. At any rate, I suspect that him and the Thunder will be just fine in the future, because that's sort of how this... The edges get worn off over the years, right? Like, I mean, Shaq's got a statue at Staples Center or whatever. Like, yeah. I think over time this sort of stuff changes and and also you get a new owner or whatever and they just want to put butts in seats so they retire the number or whatever yeah that's a little bit more feasible to me i don't necessarily see the wounds completely healing with the uh uh, personnel currently involved but eventually someone's going to buy the team um and they're going to need something to get people excited if the basketball product isn't there and uh you know or a retirement ceremony kevin durant uh, night kevin durant Exactly, Bobbleheads yeah. for everyone. That would that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, but so yeah, no, I think that. But I think the specifics of the story, the, what takes the story from being kind of whatever to being worthy of talking about, is as you said, the fact that it's an undrafted rookie who's extremely unlikely to contribute, who is just lucky to be on a roster, and that, that he got the number the next. You know, I go. I guess it's two seasons now, but you know, very yeah. soon after, it's it is extremely funny to me. Uh, and, um, you know, I hope it does offend other players in the league and that no one ever signs with Thunder ever again because they're <laughs> a garbage franchise who shouldn't exist. But uh-huh. mainly it's just very, very funny. Why do you think players care so much about their numbers in, in certain cases, you know? Well, like, I, players are often extremely superstitious. Sure, I guess that's that, that makes sense. And, I mean, also, I mean, it's probably different in different sports. I mean, basketball has the most association with the player of any sport, right? You know, they're, they're wearing the least padding and things like that and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, football, I even my team, I know the numbers more than I know the players half the time, right? When, but, when Peyton Manning uh, went to Denver, he uh, had to ask uh, that the number 18 was retired, and I don't remember who had it, but he had to ask the guy if he could use that number, and the guy obviously said yes because it was Peyton Manning. But, I mean... Yeah, oftentimes you contrary. get oftentimes you get gifts. You know, if a if a high priced you know Iverson gets traded to the Nuggets or whatever, and he wants his number. You know, you got to buy that number from the rookie who has it or whatever, the young guy. You know, Is I've that heard true? some pretty no, but I've heard some pretty nice things that have been bought, watches and things of that nature. I remember hearing stories of different different high priced gifts that have been given that, as a thank you for saying, you know what, I, you know, you wore your career, the number your whole career, but I mean, I. Yeah, I you know I can't so say you, anything about it. I'd be the same is, way. You think this is superstitious? You don't think this is uh, uh, sentimentality? Uh, oh, it's probably both. You think it's a little column A, a little from column B? I yeah. think it's really silly. Oh but I'm yeah, not superstitious. And I, I'm not sentimental. I would totally, if it was me. Oh my god, I would have spent so much time trying to figure out what the right number was, you know, and then I would have been very intense about it. I think people also, you know, you get a lot of basketball players that you know Ray Allen's probably the most extreme case of this, but they like. They're, they're kind of change averse, let's say, and so you 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 know they want to wear the same number every night. They get used to it, and then you I don't know you get people like Kobe Bryant, where he switches numbers halfway through his career for really no reason that I can think of except for marketing uh, money. money. Yeah, yeah, marketing money, right? So you you know there's that side too. Or LeBron's got Jordan's number, and then he kind of feels like, wow, I was a dumb kid who picked Jordan's number. That's kind of lame. And then he goes to Miami, switches numbers, and then he takes it back because everyone in Cleveland wants him to have it back, right? Because they're used yeah. to seeing that yeah. twenty three. So. I think it, it probably runs the gamut. You know, famously, nobody wore numbers. When baseball started, people had one through nine, depending on their position. 
Yeah. Right. And then a lot of teams didn't have numbers, only had numbers, didn't have names. I mean, we've gone through every permutation of this over the years. I, I just think it's one of those things where players seem to care, and as an organization, probably not the best move just because, like you said, you know, you want to build loyalty around the league. You want people to, to when you get in that free agent meeting, you're just trying to have 1% better chance than the other team. Yeah, you don't want a reputation for being a, a spiteful franchise. No, but for, as a fan, even a fan who hates this team, I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a team thunder on it. I, I think had... Never say this. Again, again, had the stuff over the summer... Uh, sorry, dude. <laughs> had the stuff not come out where he was just throwing all this shade at the team. Right, they um, probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah, I don't think they would. It's in their best interest to stay quiet. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a really sweet uh, passive-aggressive move. And as someone <laughs> who employs passive aggression... Uh, as a on weapon. On a daily basis, I, yeah. I think it's, it's great. I give them high marks. <laughs> this is the kind of story that we at Playground Rolls do love. Yes. We, we like the inane. We really do. Uh, um, so, yeah. We're also, I, I don't think we're on record uh, because our last episode uh, is not going up. Um, I think, uh, just to be clear, as far as Kevin Durant leaving the Thunder, that's really not an issue. Um, you know, great players leave teams all the time. It's part of basketball, and it's their right to do it. We just think it's super lame that he went to the Warriors because they've now created a, a team that's indomitable. And I know they lost their first game, but let's not kid ourselves. This team is almost uh, uh, 100% likely to win uh, at least the championship this year. And, and going forward, you know, it's, it's just a, a really, really, really stacked team that has taken uh, uh, competitiveness out of the sport at that highest level. And we think that's super lame. So we don't really like Kevin Durant, and we don't like the Warriors. But this has nothing to do with that. This is just fun, uh, uh, just fun beef. Yeah, exactly. Where's uh, the beef, all right? <laughs> I think we found the beef. Yeah, we found a lot of beef. We found time. a lot of beef. Yeah. So, so yeah, we we don't uh, we don't we don't want to. We're not going to get involved in the nonsense about. It. We're not going to relitigate something from a year ago anyway. But we we do not enjoy the the we do not enjoy the creation of a almost. Uh, superhero comic book level team we do not enjoy it yeah yeah that's true so uh you've been traveling a lot you got a lot of traveling coming up are you, are you gonna be able to watch some games yeah i'm uh i'm watching i'm gonna watch the as soon as we get off the phone i'm gonna watch the uh blazers pacers game today i'm very excited pacers uh, scored like 200 points in their first game are they better than we thought uh no <laughs> no, maybe I don't know. We'll see. I I, I think uh, you and I should should resist any kind of classification of teams for at least what do you think ten fifteen games. I mean, let's let the let's let the season play out a little bit. Let's see what we see. Let's see what what's kind of happening. And we could jump. We could not do that. We could be a hot take galore factory. But I think uh, for me at least, I'm going to wait to see a little bit. But I'm very excited to see uh, if the both the Pacers and the Blazers won their first game. And I, I just you know the Blazers have had kind of notoriously slow starts the last few years and um, but they finished the season so strong last year and I'm yeah. I'm quite curious and it was good they they did it without um uh McCollum who was suspended for one game for leaving the bench area in a preseason game so yeah it's a good start we'll see what happens I I'm definitely uh I'm rooting for the Blazers I uh, I hope they can be a little more consistent this year I I really like that team a lot I love watching Dame Lillard play I love CJ McCollum and uh yeah they're just this kind of fun team in the west that always gets counted out um Every year, people say they're not going to make the playoffs. They just don't have enough talent. And then every year, they do. Um, 
and it's fun. I really like the Blazers, and I hope they can be a little more consistent this year. Yeah, that's that's what we're looking for. Just you know, it, it it's too much in the West this year. If they start poorly, you, you're not going to be able to make it up. So yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, and kind of the last thing from. The, the what what now people will go and they're going to be like really are they really mentioning the last episode again we don't get to hear it dudes <laughs> but uh, to mention one more thing from the last episode we are uh, big believers that there is more to root for in basketball than a championship so um, you know we're trying to find the things to you know we know that our teams in my case no team in your case Celtics are not likely to win a championship this year uh, we don't we care but we also are very interested in a hundred other things. Uh, that will be of interest as the season goes along. Absolutely. That's uh, couldn't have said it better myself. Cool. Well, that is our, uh, I guess, inaugural episode of uh, Playground Rules. Well, uh, thanks to my brother Thomas for writing our theme song. I can't um, wait. To, I haven't heard it yet. I can't wait to yeah, hear you it. You're uh, going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will, folks, we will try to get better at this uh, as we go along. So uh, bear with us or don't, whatever. But we will... Uh, we will, we will endeavor to improve our craft every week. Yeah, you know, we're kind of figuring this out as we get along. Not unlike uh, NBA team in the early weeks of a season. Yeah, don't judge us until we're 15 games in. That's what I'm saying. All right, Arik, you have a great week, and I will talk to you soon. The quality is probably not going to be as good next week because Arik's going to be on the road. But, uh, the, but the hot takes will be even hotter. You know, when you're a traveling uh, pharmaceutical salesman, <laughs> you've know, you got to go with businesses. <laughs> All right, everybody. Talk to you next week. Later.